Well, it's good to be here again in God's presence today, and we're on Revelation week 21, study 21, and we're on the seal judgments today, the first seal, and I want to speak about the rider on the white horse if we turn to Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, the white horse, and he who sat on it, had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Now white speaks of purity and righteousness. The crown that he had speaks of political authority. Therefore, one would conclude, uh, especially when we're looking at the white, the rider on the white horse, and so on, um, that the rider on the white horse goes out conquering and to conquer with righteous motives, as in the case of the rider on the white horse in Revelation 19, 11 to 16. The fact is these riders are not the same, and their motives are entirely different and poles apart. The rider on the white horse in Revelation chapter 6 is not the real Christ as in chapter 19. He is in fact the counterfeit Christ who comes as an angel of light to deceive the nations of the world. He is actually called the man of sin, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3. And uh, if we look in 2 Corinthians 11, uh, verse 14 and 15, he's also called the lawless one. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. And 15. And no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according, according to their works. Satan transforming himself into an angel of light. Well, we see that in the apparitions of Mary. In certain places of this world where Mary is supposed to have appeared to children, apparitions. Now look, this is not the Mary of the Bible. This is not the Mary of the Bible. This is a satanic apparition. It's Satan coming as an angel of light to lead people astray from the true faith. Our eyes shouldn't be on idols. because, uh, And then they set up this idol of Mary and everybody goes to worship the idol. Of Mary because Mary appeared to people in certain places and sometimes the statue weeps and so on and but this is a satanic counterfeit he comes as an angel of light and he can come in many forms and this is just one of them this is taking our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ we don't worship Mary we don't bow our knees to Mary we do not adore Mary it is idolatry we worship Jesus God has given him the name that's above every name. And any form of worship that takes away from Jesus Christ is idolatry. Especially when there's idols right before you. And you see these people and they're standing there in awe and admiration, in worship and adoration of Mary. Now Mary is an abomination. And if you're a, a Mary worshipper, then you need to repent and come to Jesus Christ and ask him into your life and follow him and do away with the idols everything about the count of Christ his motives and actions 
look genuine to the natural man who does not have the spirit of Christ. Uh, for example, that statue of Mary, the revelations of Mary to certain people. He looks genuine to the natural man, but the natural man, we have to keep in mind, the scripture clearly tells us he's a blind man and woman. They're in their sin. Sin blinds your mind, it blinds your eyes from seeing the truth. It's only when you come to Jesus Christ and ask him into your life that your eyes are open you get the revelations from God. Then you realize who created the universe. Then you realize who God is. Then you realize who you should worship. And you realize what idolatry is and what an abomination it is in the sight of God. And you realize what false religion is and you walk away from it. And you get into a true born again church of Jesus Christ. So, actions and motives can look genuine to the natural man who does not have the Spirit of Christ. Notice I said, for those who have the Spirit of Christ, those who are born again, understand what is false and what is true. And if they don't, well, we've got teachers in the church, you get into a good born again church, where you can listen to good ministry, that, and, and through continual teaching, you'll be able to discern what is good and what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, and this will keep you on the right path. For those Christians today, they've had an experience with Jesus Christ and they don't go to any fellowship, I encourage you today to get back into fellowship as you will go off track. But born again, the born-again Christian will be able to see through this mask of deception of this angel of light and this deception that he's bringing to the world. Leading, he'll use any tactic to lead people away from Jesus Christ. He will, and one of his main ones is religion. And religious symbols and paraphernalia that we see in many churches today. Idols, the worship of saints and so on. And so this man of sin is, man of, is the man of deception. This is the rider of the white horse I'm speaking about in Revelation 6. This is not Jesus Christ. The Jesus Christ is the rider on the white horse in chapter 19. This one uh, in chapter 6 is the deceiver, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the counterfeit Christ, who will masquerade as an angel of light. My that Mary that I've been speaking about, so as to deceive, and like there are many false prophets and Bible teachers in the world today that are deceivers. Paul said they would come. He said there are many people today, deceivers he called them, deceivers he called them, who transform themselves for such a false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. So people that use the Bible and misuse in the Bible today, leading many people astray from the true faith in Jesus Christ, will give an account to God on the day of judgment and will be sentenced most severely for this hideous crime and sin before God Almighty. And so the counterfeit Christ will masquerade as an angel of light so as to deceive, so as to deceive the world that his motives and actions are for the good of mankind. That's what the angel of light comes at. You see this apparitions of Mary and so on, these false, they promise so many things. They come, you know, and then, oh, it's so lovely, she's so beautiful, she keeps appearing to me and so on. It's a deception. And they come as though it's for the good of mankind, but it isn't. The truth is deception is a spirit 
that hides behind a mask of pretense because its source is from the father of lies, the devil, who uses many disguises to accomplish his goal for world dominion. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, 10. 2 Thessalonians, praise the Lord. 2, 9 and 10. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all right unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the, the love of the truth that they might be saved. This is the Antichrist in Revelation 6, the coming of all. He's the lawless one we're speaking about here. There are many other scriptures that speak about the Antichrist, but I can't go into them all today. There's too many. The people who re rebel against the gospel in these days will be deceived by the rider on the white horse, the Antichrist, because God will send them strong delusion for rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. God himself, God Almighty. Some of you people, you don't know God properly. You only see him as a God of love, but the, this God of love is holy. That means he's a God of righteousness and justice and judgment. And, you know, if he wasn't holy, I can understand that uh, he would be your God of love. He condones everything. But this God of love, the real genuine God, is a God of holiness. And holiness includes justice. And justice includes judgment. And so, judgment will come upon all Christ rejectors. God has offered his hand of mercy, of salvation to all those who will believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, John 3.16. But if you reject that gospel, you are condemned. You're already sentenced, sentenced as a criminal. And when you die, you will go into hell and you'll remain in that place of torment awaiting further judgment so if we just have a look in the into those scriptures 2 Thessalonians 2 11 and 12 and for this reason for all those who reject the gospel of Jesus Christ in these days because these are the days the Antichrist is living today is also already um, alive and active in his work and ministry and um, this, the mark of the beast that he will introduce in the near future will come. And those who reject the gospel of Jesus Christ will come under this great delusion. And for this reason, God, let me emphasize, God will send them strong delusion. That they should believe the lie of the Antichrist or the lie of the devil. That they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So during the reign of the rider on the white horse, the Antichrist, his authority and power will cause him to change. And instead of conquering peaceably with diplomacy, as in the initial stages of his ministry, as you see the rider with the bow but no arrows, that's what that speaks of, with few exception, exceptions, he will, let me just repeat that again. His authority and power cause him to change and instead of conquering peaceably with diplomacy as in the, initial, in the initial stages of his ministry with a few exceptions he will crush all opposition with the iron fist of dictatorship as described in various books of the Bible especially in the book of Daniel and Revelation hence the bow 
Hence the bow with no arrows. Deception is a powerful spirit. It is an evil spirit that um, feeds people's minds to lead them astray and away from God. So deception is a powerful spirit and it can actually creep into the church of Jesus Christ. So you ministers, you pastors need to be aware to be in tune with God at all time. Pray for the gift of discerning of spirits so that you may hear from God and preach the truth no matter what it costs you. Keep on the right path because the spirit of deception, the satanic spirit is very active in the world today and in the church and um, you might say, well, yes, well, that, that's, he's active in the religious church. I want to say today he's, he's, he's actively trying to infiltrate the born-again church of Jesus Christ. We need to be aware. Deception is a powerful spirit. And because many in the world will reject the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, God will send this strong delusion that will cause them to believe in the lie of the devil. The end result is that they will be damned and perish if they receive the mark of the beast. Now, the rider on the white horse in Revelation chapter 19 is the real Christ who is coming back with genuine righteous motives to punish the nations for their sin and rebellion against the word of God. So if we look in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 to 10. Now, you people have got this Jesus that overlooks and condones sin. You're worshipping a false god. You need to get back to the true God of love, holiness, righteousness and justice and see him for what he is and then your eyes will be open to understand the scripture. Instead of skipping over these scriptures that I'm going to read to you now, you will see that this is speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ who will come back in flaming fire taking vengeance on his enemies. Yes, he came as the meek lamb when he came 2,000 years ago to lay down his life on the cross of Calvary as our substitute sin bearer. But this time he'll come back as the lion of the tribe of Judah and the lion is about to roar. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 to 10. And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. This is speaking about the second coming of Jesus Christ in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God. Did you hear that? It's Jesus Christ is coming back in flaming fire taking vengeance on those who do not know God at his second coming and on those who do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished by the Lord with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Why? Because they rejected the gospel. The rider who is Jesus Christ, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, will conquer his enemies and bring all of them under his rule and lordship. Finally, let's, um, I, I, I say finally, but I want to read the scripture before I just bring you a few, uh, you know, something of the character of the Antichrist that we're speaking about today. So Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 to 16, I want to show you the genuine Christ here. And this is the God who we serve. Don't eliminate scriptures to fit into your theology. All the scriptures that relate to Jesus Christ coming back in judgment. We want to read about the healing Jesus, the loving Jesus, the go around healing the sick, ministering to people, helping them in all the needs. But he was also the Jesus who corrected the religious hypocrites. And he's also the Jesus that I'm going to speak about now. Because when you start to eliminate the scriptures, you'll have nothing left except a God of your own creation. And a God who is not the God of the Bible. A God of love that you will create yourself that condones sin. Now, this is not the true God. 
and I'm afraid in many churches today they've created their own God, and this is idolatry. So you need to repent, you pastors, and all you ministers, and, and people, individual Christians, if that is the God you have created, and get back to the true God, and ask him to show you what he's really like, and then start to preach it as it is according to the Bible. Base what you believe on the scriptures, not on your emotions. You know, where you, um, because you're not in right relationship with God, can't see that people outside of Christ are wicked and they need to be judged for the sin because they're antichrist. The only hope for the people outside of Christ is for you people to preach the truth without compromise and, and pray conviction on them and preach the word as it is that Christ died for sinners. Unless you repent, you will go to hell. Salvation is found in no other name given among men, uh, but only in the name of Jesus Christ. Unless we repent, we won't be saved. When John the Baptist came, he said, repent and believe the gospel. That means turn around from your own way and your own form of thinking, your own ideologies, your own emotional thinking, and come to Jesus with your sin just as you are and ask him in July. When Jesus came, he said, repent and believe the gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand. This is the gospel. Paul preached it, they all preached it. There was no compromise. The church today of Jesus Christ is, in many cases, many places, full of compromise because we don't want to offend anybody with the gospel. Now look, who do you want to honour, God or people? It's almost like we're putting the sinners first and we don't want to offend them when they've offended God by their sin. Let's honour God, and if everybody hates you for it, too bad. But you see, the, one, the only word that God will honour is the word of truth. If you are, are watering down the word of God and compromising, then the Holy Spirit won't work with it, and it will do nothing. You will create people like yourself, weak, spineless Christians. That's no good. We're in the world of tribulation today. God's raising up an army of mighty anointed, uncompromising people that will preach it as it is. Soldiers for Christ. Come on, let's all get back to God and repent and ask him in and ask him to show us his ways. Let's read about the real Christ in Revelation chapter 19, verse 11 to 16. Now I saw heaven opened. This is the revelation that God gave to John. And behold, a white horse. And he who sat in, was, sat in him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. This is speaking about Jesus Christ. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. And he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God, the blood of Jesus Christ that redeems us from sin. The Word of God, that's Jesus Christ, the second person of the Godhead. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. The armies in heaven. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Do you see that? The sword of judgment. That with it, it should strike the nations. We're talking about the nations of this earth at his second coming. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He won't stand any messing from rebels. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Did you hear that? The wrath of Almighty God. At the second coming, Jesus is coming back in wrath to judge his enemies, to, make, to bring all the nations in subjection to him. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings, Lord of lords. So before the peace that comes during the millennium, that time of peace and tranquility and bliss, and where there'll be perfect law and order, the Lord has to come 
first of all and bring judgment on rebellion and, and clear the ground bare so that he can build on this earth his kingdom foundations where peace and righteousness will reign and where there will be no more war. So praise the Lord for that. That's a description of Jesus Christ. Now let me, and, and that's Revelation chapter 19. Now let me give you a, a brief description. I haven't got time to read the scriptures, but if you go to my website, you'll find it there, uh, the description of the character and minister of the Antichrist. You'll see it there. It will be on the Light Now website. If you go to One Way Global 7, www.onewayglobal7.org and then click on the Light Now website, you'll find the character and ministry of the Antichrist and all the scriptures that go with it. But I'm not going to give you the scriptures today uh, as they um, involve too many and it will take too much time. But I'll just read you some of his traits, the characteristics of this man. He will be a world leader. This is the this is the rider on the white horse, the Antichrist, the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the counterfeit Christ that we're speaking about in Revelation chapter 6. Number one, he will be a world leader. Number two, he will be successful. Number three, he will be a great diplomat, a master of intrigue and charm. Number four, he will make peace through war and diplomacy. Number five, he will be engaged in world travel. Number six, he will have a world vision and invade other countries, causing great devastation. Number seven, he will be involved in meeting the needs of the starving millions throughout the world. Number eight, he will be the president of the United States of Europe, uh, which will become a world superpower. Number nine, he will be involved in negotiations in the Middle East peace process to resolve the Arab-Israeli conflict through the roadmap for peace. Number 10, his aim and destiny is to stand in the holy place of God, which is Jerusalem, the place that Almighty God has chosen to put his own name, the future capital of the millennium, where his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, will rule and reign from. Number 11, his purpose is to proclaim to the Jewish nation the world that he is the long-awaited promised Messiah. Number 12, he will betray Israel in the middle of Daniel's 70th week. Number 13, he will, he will towards the end of his reign invade the Holy Land. Number 14, he will eventually be a demon-possessed control freak. It will require the worship of mankind worldwide. Notice he comes in as a rider with the outer arrows, but after a while he'll take up the arrows. And um, it will be the iron fist in the velvet glove, and you'll see the iron fist eventually. Um... He will eventually be a demon-possessed control freak. He will require the worship of mankind worldwide, number 14. Initially, number 15, he will be involved with and support the multi-faith movement for the purpose of accomplishing his political goal of world unity through diversity. Number 16, he will then turn against the harlot multi-faith movement and apostate church, destroying all rivalry. Number 17, his power causing him to be so full of pride and arrogance that he will annihilate all opposition to his rule and reign. He alone wants to be king to be God and King of Kings and Lord of Lords. His actions and words will be blasphemy against God. Number 18, he will oppress the saints of God, making war against them through the new laws that he will introduce. This war against the saints will be through Antichrist laws, mainly. Number 19, he will be friends with the enemies of Christ, which will include the apostate church. Number 20, he will be promoted onto the world political stage by sinister evil powers that work behind the scenes. 
he and his followers will be unaware of their source of power, which will be satanic. Number 21, he will delegate authority and honour to those who are fully committed to implement his plans and purposes. Number 22, initially much of his time and effort will be used in creating peace treaties throughout the world. Number 23, he will honour the God of military might by his emphasis on military action against the nations that do not comply uh, with his will, which in turn will help him in his many military campaigns to accomplish his vision of a unified world under his control. Number 24, he will be deceitful and cause deceit to prosper. Number 25, he will enslave the world by his mark. Number 26, his mission will ultimately cause world conflict at the Battle of Armageddon. Number 27, he will be destroyed by Christ at his second coming. Well, praise the Lord. I've got a lot more to say about the seal judgment, but the you know time won't allow me to go on today, but we'll be speaking about that next week. Thank you.